How are we doing, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Big D Podcast on the Spunky Spectrum Sports Network. I am back for my maybe less weekly in the off-season contribution. However, I'm here and I am ready. Uh, of course, I'm Alex, your uh, gracious host for the evening. And uh, before we get too far in, please do not forget, if you are watching on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Dylan's pumping out content consistently. He's always got some really good content that you do not want to miss. He tackles every sport there is. I'm sure he's going to have some good Masters talk this weekend. And, um, you know, there's definitely uh, definitely some good stuff you don't want to miss there. If you prefer to listen instead of uh, watch the videos, any music streaming service, Spotify, Apple Music, you can find us there as well. And, of course, to introduce him him the host of your show the turkey trotter himself the big d dylan how are you sir oh i'm great alex uh finally getting a little rain here in the uh two three nine four change there you go it's been pretty dry down here in melbourne so uh no i'm happy ha- get get some of that spring weather get the get the uh flowers blooming uh, i'm happy to hear it augusta could send some of its rain away please i'll take it i will that I'm wearing green. It's not a green jacket, but we can uh, pretend that it is. You know, I would happily take the rain so that those guys over in Augusta could uh, could get some nice uh, couple days of golfing. Well, Alex, uh, we are exactly three weeks from the NFL draft first round taking place in Kansas City. Three weeks seems like three hours, right? Absolutely. I mean, the NFL offseason is the longest time of my life, but we've already been through, uh, you know, pretty much the the hot the hot the hot session of free agency. Of course, what comes next, the NFL draft. And I'm sure, you know, as Dolphins fans, it's less of exciting of of a draft season this year, not having the first round pick. I think we actually have the least amount of picks in the NFL this year with four. But, um, you know, it's still it's still a chance for these college kids to make their dreams come true. So it's always a fun time. Hey, hey, I'm happy the Jags don't have the number one pick because I was sick of having the number one pick the past couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, it's never, I mean, anytime you're in that top five, it's not a place you want to be, that's for sure. Unless you're Seattle, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you you get some wheeling and dealing going on, or if you know that you're not really doing anything for the next couple of years, then, you know, sure, it's fine. But, you know, obviously, at the end of the day, the 32nd pick is the best one to have in the NFL draft. All right, Alex. So I figured what we would do tonight is ask each other questions. So the title of this episode is "What Would You Do?" Now you're going to ask me the college, the college slash NFL draft questions, and I'm going to ask you the NFL draft questions. So, so, uh, so, uh, do you want do you want to defer or receive first? I will defer. I will kick the questions over to you, Dylan, and uh, let you uh, start with the college football side of things. You mean NFL side of things? Oh, I meant I was going to be deferring the questions to. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll start with the NFL. All right, Alex. Seemingly, the last couple of years have been many veteran wide receivers traded in the in and before, during, and after the NFL draft. Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown traded on draft night last year, and then D.J. Moore. 
other guys move other guys move what veteran receiver not traded could be moved uh even elijah moore's been moved in the in recent weeks what veteran yeah, uh, receiver could be moved between now and draft night you know the, the most interesting i i think of and it's not even necessarily a receiver that I think is going to get moved, but it looks like at this point it's a receiver that might be getting dropped. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. It, it, I mean, from everything we've heard so far, it sounds like the Arizona Cardinals do not see DeAndre Hopkins in their future. Um, it sounded like they were trying to get a trade partner working for him. And, you know, just based on the contract um, that he currently holds and, and just some of the demand that one of the best wide receivers in the NFL will bring, um, it sounds like it's it's getting closer and closer to the the possibility of him being released. And, uh, you know, we just went through free agency and obviously there's a lot of big names that, that um, you know, are floating around during during the free agency time. But there's not very many of those names bigger than DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you know, he's consistently been one of the best receivers in the National Football League since he joined the league, whether he was doing it. You know, it doesn't matter which team he was on. He was always the, you know, he always was the focal point of that team's offense. So, you know, whoever decides to make a run for DeAndre Hopkins, if he does eventually get released or if a team can work out a trade for him, I think uh, he's definitely going to be as far as wide receivers that are kind of on the market right now. I think he's the hottest one there is. Uh, I'm going to the AFC West. I would not be surprised if one of the two Denver Broncos receivers, whether it be Colton Sutton or Jerry Judy's move, because I've been hearing rumors the Broncos may or may not move them, but, you know, who knows? Maybe the Broncos want a first-round pick. Maybe they want more draft capital. Maybe, maybe some – maybe – Sean Payton or the Broncos or the Walmart brain trunks may want some guys, but I'm intrigued what happens there. And then would the Raiders potentially deal Hunter Renfro? Because we already saw them deal Darren Wall. I mean, what would the uh, Patriots uh, desert brain trust do? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely like the, like the Bronco receiver shout. I think a year ago that would have been, you know, obviously – what would they be thinking if this was something that was being discussed back then? Because obviously the Broncos fans had very high expectations going into last season with Russell Wilson coming in. But now obviously, you know, I mean, you bring in Sean Payton, you got a little bit higher hopes, but it's gotta be, you know, you gotta get some of those, some of those assets. You're never going to be able to pay everyone. And, uh, you know, I, I really like the the Broncos shout as well. You know, as far as, as far as, you know, Hunter Renfro, I know you mentioned New England, New England can always use receivers. I mean, other than Randy Moss, we know. Um, and then, of course, the tight ends. You know, the, New England never seems to care about having talented receivers on their roster. Um, so it's, you know, it's it. you would think that they would want to make a move for at least, you know, a solid guy. And he kind of he kind of fits the Bill Belichick MO, if you know what I mean. Yeah, at least I'll have a few more TikTokers on the Patriots this year. Yeah, you know, Juju coming in. Um you know, I'm not worried about the Patriots. They're, I, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to be the fourth team in the AFC East this season. But, they, you know, it's it's Bill Belichick. He's a competitive guy. He's still going to try and make an effort to at least be respectable this year. We go, is this a back and forth thing? All right, perfect. Well, I'm going to lead off with my first college football question for you, Dylan. Very simple. I'm going to give you two names, and what would you do? Bryce Young? CJ Stroud. 
Uh, I would take Bryce Young. Wouldn't even think about him. Bryce Young's better than CJ Stroud. Bryce Young, if Bryce Young was 6'3", 220 instead of 5'10", 194, we wouldn't even be thinking about it. Bryce Young's the best quarterback prospect in this draft. He was he was the Heisman Trophy winner last year. Probably would have won it this year if Alabama would have put together some decent wide receivers all line play. Bryce Young can make can make those throws that I'm not sure any any quarterback in this draft class can make. I remember throws against Auburn when they sacked him like nine times, and I'm like, what? I I I, I think Bryce Young, yes. I am worried he already suffered the shoulder injury. What's going to happen when he faces bigger, faster, stronger linemen in the NFL? But to me, if I've got the number one pick, Bryce Young's my guy. Bryce Young, even if you only get three, four years out of him, feels like he's got a higher upside. I'm not saying C.J. Stroud's bad, but C.J. Stroud's upside to me is Jared Goff or Dak Prescott. I think Bryce Young's upside could be Joe Burrow. Wow. Those are fighting words. Those, are, I mean, those are heavy words. I do have to say, Dylan, all I could think about when you were talking about this, Alabama quarterback, a little undersized, coming off an injury out of college. You sure love hating on Mr. Tua Tungavailoa. I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing a very similar resume when it comes to Bryce Young. I mean, Tua, of course, didn't win a Heisman, but he sure did come in and win a national championship for Nick Saban as well. So I don't know. I mean, you get you give Tua the hate, but uh, you're loving up on Bryce Young, undersized Alabama injury quarterback. Just just something, not, just an observation. Hey, Bryce Young hasn't suffered 15 concussions like Tua's done in his short NFL career. Yeah, well, to Bryce Young also hasn't been the number one statistical quarterback at any point of an NFL career at this moment. So we'll see. Doesn't mean he can't be. All right, Alex. Um, two guys you might have heard of, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Will either one, will either one have signed or changed teams between now and draft night? It's a great question. Um, you know, I think, I mean, the Aaron Rodgers, I'll start with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that news seems inevitable. It's, it's, I, I really have been enjoying the radio silence because, you know, it would be, it would be nothing but music to my ears to see somehow, some way this trade falling through and just watching the Jets fans absolutely deconstruct, um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's really no necessary rush to make the Aaron Rodgers trade immediately. I think everyone knows that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. I think everyone knows he is planning on going to the Jets just based on some of the recent signings the Jets have made and his so-called long laundry list. Um, as far as before draft night, you know, Lamar Jackson, obviously he has to be traded. Um, you know, it's pretty shocking to me why his market hasn't been higher i understand the downsides of lamar jackson however i think the downsides of one deshaun watson are maybe a little bit worse than the downsides of lamar jackson um so i you know if i had to say i think we might see some lamar jackson news kind of pop up out of nowhere i you know it's too suspicious to me that he has 
practically gone on unwanted at this point. Um, you know, as how many former NFL MVPs can you think of who, if made available on the trade, uh, if made available for trade, would not have at least a handful of teams lining up at the door? Uh, I mean, there's got to be. I I know Lamar Jackson's one of the easiest quarterbacks to hate in the NFL, just based on his rushing ability, his, but he's proven it. He's proven his ability. I think eventually one team will come out of the woodwork and, uh, and make a move for, for Lamar, for Lamar Jackson. I don't think the Jets and the Packers are going to take any time to rush with the Aaron Rodgers news. They don't really need to. Um, but I think, I think Lamar Jackson, some team is going to, is going to take a chance on him. And, and I think it's going to pop up out of nowhere. It would be interesting because you imagine all of a sudden on draft night, we hear Lamar Jackson traded to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, like I said, teams have teams have been a lot more eager to sign a lot worse players in the NFL. So the fact the fact that it's been kind of silent on the Lamar Jackson front. You know, obviously there is a little bit of drama added on to it, but he's an NFL MVP. He's one of the most dominant players in the league at what he does and his skill set. He's he's going to have a market. I know people are worried about his longevity in the NFL. Give him a fat three-year contract if you're worried about him and go watch the man ball for your football team for three years. But enough said about that. Uh, let's move on. I got a question for you, Dylan. Uh, Texas running back Bijan Robinson has been a hot mention a hot name leading up to draft season um you know running backs it always seems running backs in free agency are never the biggest targets are never the biggest hottest commodities it always seems that teams would rather go uh through the draft route as far as it comes to running backs and i'm i'm curious how early is too early to draft with john robinson oh man you're putting me on the spot with this question uh i'm glad you're not milk i'm glad you're not milk hyper because he would hate drafting a running back in the first round yeah. Uh be honest, I think B. John is a top five challenge in this draft. But if I were picking, he would probably be in the twenties, if not maybe even second round, because I think you can get a running back 90% is good. Just think back to last year's Super Bowl. Where did Isaiah say Pacheco get drafted? Couldn't tell you. Seventh round. And I love B. John Robinson. He may be the best running back I've seen in the NFL in a long time, since probably Adrian Peterson. But I don't think I would take him in the top 20-something picks because running. I feel like running back only gives you three or four years before they fall off a cliff anyway. And if you take a running back, some people are going to say the Eagles at 10 are going to take a running back. Detroit at 18. The Chargers, if they trade Austin Eckler, or heck, even the Cowboys. To me, I think you can get bigger positional needs and take a running back as a luxury pick. You can take, I mean, the Eagles could take a running back, could take B. John, but I think they've got bigger needs on the offensive or defense line. Maybe the Lions at 18, but I think they could get a tight end like Dolan Kincaid from Utah. Chargers could could be if they trade Austin Eckler, but I really like Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M last year. But, I, I mean, maybe the Cowboys. I mean, you imagine Jerry Jones let this guy from Texas go, but 
I don't think I would take a running back. I don't think I would take B. John in the first 20, 25 picks. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lottery. When you're talking running backs, I mean, durability is always the number one concern. They're getting hit on every single play. They're either blocking or carrying the ball. I mean, everyone knows, I mean, the running back position, if you last, like you said, longer than three or four years, it's almost, you, you feel ancient at that point at the running back position in the NFL. So it's really a hit or miss. I mean, it's it's so hard to predict NFL talent coming into the league in the first place, and then you add on the most banged up position and it really as far, I mean, obviously the trenches, but other than that most banged up skill player, for sure. Uh, it's really kind of a crapshoot at the end of the day, but John, but John Robinson's talented. Everyone knows it. Like you said, top five talent in the draft. It really just depends on, on what team feels like they are the best set up to be able to take luxury. Like you mentioned, I think of those teams, you said, I think the, if it, I think the most likely, in my opinion, that would maybe target him would be the Chargers. I think, you're, as you mentioned, all of these teams do have things that they could potentially upgrade. But if the Chargers do move on from Austin Eckler, you know, I helping Justin Herbert is the number one most important thing for the for the L.A. Chargers. Maybe you know, get him the, an offensive-minded head coach would help. Yeah, you're right, but I it just – it, the AFC is too packed. You have to have the talent. I understand the coach and whatever, but that that's a whole different story. I'm, you have to have the most talented roster as you possibly can, especially in that AFC right now. And, uh, you know, you're in the Kansas City Chiefs division. Obviously, the Dolphins are going to be good. The Bills are, are always going to be there. Even the Jets this year might even be up for, up for contention. So you really have to be as talented, have as talented as a roster as you can. I think I've heard rumors that the that the Cowboys might be going after Derrick Henry. Who knows? I mean, you make a good point with Jerry Jones not wanting to pass up on a Texas guy, but I think that I think the Cowboys have too many big too many bigger needs, and I don't think they're that close to being. I don't think they're necessarily a running back away. I think if the Chargers take a chance on a running back that could be a stud, that could be a top running back in this league, that could push them towards the top of the AFC if it works out for them. Obviously. All right, Alex. Uh, seemingly the uh, number three pick is available in this year's draft because uh, Arizona wants play wants picks and would like to move back. So, and you know, quarterbacks go crazy. So if two of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud go one and two in the draft, what team could be most apt to move move moving for Arizona's number three pick? I mean, that's obviously the quarterback position is the most important position in the league. You got to think about teams who are in a danger spot. Um, you know, I keep hearing these rumors about the New England Patriots wanting to move on from Mac Jones. Do they trust Bailey Zappi with their future? Who knows? But again, Bill Belichick isn't necessarily the guy who's going to be making those splashes, especially I'm in the draft. I mean, it's just that he is so boring as a general manager and, and as a head coach, I mean, in interviews and everything like that, it just, you know, I, I don't, I just, I don't see new England being a team that would make that kind of move, make that kind of jump. Although on the flip side, Bill Belichick, I think Bill Belichick is the, the seat is getting hotter and hotter for Bill Belichick in new England. And I think the only people who don't see that are new England Patriots fans. And honestly, 
it could be a move that Bill could potentially make to try and save his job. Because I, you look at where the Patriots are as ever since Tom Brady left, and it's really showing that we know who the GOAT of that franchise is. We know who the GOAT of that team was, and it was Tom Brady. Bill Belichick, without Tom Brady in his career, is a mediocre coach, whether it's record, whether it's playoff appearances. I mean, he's practically a 500 coach without Tom Brady. I mean, he was never successful with the Browns. And since Brady's left with the Patriots, he made the playoffs with Mac Jones. And that was, I mean, barely and got blown out in the first round. I think Bill Belichick might have a feeling that the time's coming. And I would not be surprised. Mac Jones still has value. I don't think he's a very good quarterback, but I think that he could still bring value if they decided to move on from him i don't think they think bailey zappy is the future and at that point what does that leave you with do you want to take a chance on a free agent quarterback who there's not really many left unless you're unless you try and go after lamar jackson but you know i i could see potentially bill Belichick trying to make a crazy move to save his spot because i really don't know there's obvious there, we've known about conflict when it comes to the front office in new england whether it's between the battle between Bobby Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Brady. Um, and, you know, there's always heads that have been knocking in that front office. And I think Robert Kraft is, is looking at his franchise saying, what happened? Because it wasn't a very long time ago we were on top of the world, and now they are at the bottom of the AFC East looking up and really middle to bottom of the AFC looking up. So it wouldn't shock me if, the Bill, if Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots decided to pull out some crazy move. Particularly for Anthony Richardson, because he may yeah. feel like I need a quarterback, a quarterback upgrade. Yeah, and you know, I mean, and you make a good point with Anthony Richardson. And honestly, I hope they make that move. I I hope they get rid of their capital. Anthony Richardson could be great, but I don't know. I I, I don't see it. I I'm on a little bit, and I grew up a Gators fan, but. I, there's there there's too much too much shock value with Anthony Richardson too much kind of covering the eyelids with with a couple wow factors here and there but I don't think the mechanics are there I don't think the the consistency is there and honestly I would love if the New England Patriots sacrifice their future for someone like that so we'll see um let's move on to the next college football question um george is jalen carter um very interesting subject around the off the field issues that he ran into over there in georgia obviously one one of the talented players going into the draft uh you know we've seen pre-draft um character flaws result in significant drops in draft stock Obviously, I think one of the biggest ones is Laramie Tunsil blessing the Miami Dolphins with his uh, uh, gas mask bong video. Um, obviously, there's been plenty of others as well. Where do you see Jalen Carter potentially dropping to? Do you see him dropping out of the NFL draft? Do, will, will a team take a chance on Jalen Carter, though? Jalen Carter is going to be drafted, and he's going to be drafted high. I mean, yes, the pro day did not go well. Basically, fork in the pro day. He he quit on the pro day. You know, the 
driving 100 whatever miles an hour wasn't fun. But guys have made mistakes. I mean, got 20, 21-year-old kids have made mistakes. You and I have both made mistakes. I know we did dumb things when we were younger, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Jalen Carter will be drafted because talent will win. And some people may feel like, you know what, this guy needs help. I mean, Mo knows if he's there at five, the Seattle Seahawks are going to pick him. At least I think they will. The Detroit Lions would pick him at six. The Chicago Bears would pick him at nine. He's too good of a player to fall of the top ten. And by the way, some people are saying, well, Drew Rosenhouse is not this stupid for having – for only having teams in the top 10 visit him, I think it's smart because Jim Calder should be a top four or five pick in this draft, not, not going in 15. You know, I, I see your point, and it's the NFL, and consequences do not necessarily match actions in the NFL. We have seen it time and time again, cough, cough, Calvin Ridley. Um, the only thing here is that Someone lost their life. It was a high-speed vehicle accident. My mind immediately, and maybe he's less talented, but he was still a talented NFL player. My mind immediately goes to Henry Ruggs. I mean, is is Jalen Carter any less guilty than, than Henry Ruggs just because he wasn't driving the vehicle that the actual accident happened with? I don't know. I mean, you, it's, it's the same crime you were just, not the one that I mean. It's this. At the end of the day, it's it's like being the getaway driver of a of a of robbing a bank and it goes south. You are just as responsible being that driver, being part of that plan, as you are as the guy who shot the gun inside the bank. I mean, if you're street racing and the friend that you're street racing gets in an accident and kills someone, or I I think the person that you're racing with is just as guilty. I I. I don't see it being any better than, than, than Henry Ruggs and Henry Ruggs is never going to play in the NFL again. I understand, of course, there's talent differences and there's no consistency when it comes to repercussions in the NFL. I'm just looking at it at face value. And at the end of the day, it's, it's terrible. What happened? It's a tragedy and someone's got to pay for it. Someone already did pay for it with their life. And, and, you know, it's, it's a tough situation when it comes down to things like that, but that's my only, that's my only counter to your point. I I totally understand where you're coming from and it is the NFL and, and things do not make sense when it comes to punishments and repercussions in the NFL. But I mean, the, the Henry Ruggs accident was so recent that that's the first thing that my mind pops to. Yeah, especially because well, you do have a point there. You do have a point. But again, I mean, Calvin Ridley bets on the NFL and is suspended for a year. We've seen countless domestic abuse, domestic violence cases, three-game suspensions. There is no consistency. Roger Goodell is going Roger Goodell is signing a fat extension with the NFL. He's not going away anytime soon. And uh, I think the mystery of, of punishments and, and repercussions aren't going away anytime soon either. Okay, Alex. Uh, here's my here's my question now. If you were the San Francisco 49ers, who's going to be your quarterback? Assuming both guys are healthy, which may be a stretch. Trey Lance or Brock Purdy? 
It's a toss-up. I'm glad I'm not a San Francisco 49ers fan. I mean, of, of course, they they had a fantastic season last year. A rookie quarterback almost took them to the Super Bowl. Seventh-round rookie quarterback almost took them to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's hard to not give it to Brock Purdy. I, in my mind, based on what he did last year, it's Brock Purdy's job to lose. Uh, I understand Trey Lance is a spectacular talent. He's been very hyped since he joined the NFL. And of course, you know, it was tragic what happened to him, you know, losing his rookie season. But the fact of the matter is the NFL is a business. Everyone knows it. And uh, Brock Purdy wins games. He, he Brock Purdy almost took the San Francisco 49ers to his Super Bowl. How you can bet against that for a man that you really haven't seen any NFL film on any, I mean, of course, you know, he he played a couple snaps last season, but Brock Purdy took them to the playoffs. He won playoff games for the San Francisco 49ers. It only is fair in my mind that it's Brock Purdy's job to lose. Now, I will say I think Brock Purdy is a short leash because I think they're I think they're close enough to where it's a it's almost a one A, one B kind of situation. But I, I still think I give Brock Purdy the 1A just because he's proven he can do it in the NFL. Trey Lance hasn't proven it. The only thing he's proven is that he could get injured. Of course, injuries can happen to anyone, but you got to look at what you have on tape. And uh, to me, that's that's Brock Purdy. But I think we have time for one more question. I'm going to jump right into it. Um, I want to know, Dylan, straightforward. We've talked about quarterbacks. We've been talking about them a lot, uh, and we're talking about the draft. How many quarterbacks are taken in the first round this week? The uh this this NFL draft. All right, let me let me see. I want to see how good your math skills are. One, two, three, four, five. Is that the number of licks it takes to get to the center of a tootsie pop? Yes. <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> Five quarterbacks in round one, Dylan, huh? Yes, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and Hendon Hooker. I mean, you heard it here first, folks. I, I don't know what the Vegas over-under is gonna be, uh, you know, for when it comes to quarterbacks. I don't know if I I I have to disagree. I think that sounds high. I think I think the line's probably at three and a half and, 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 and that's a good line. Um, I don't know. You know, you, you watch more college football than I do, but it, it, this isn't 2020 anymore. This isn't even, I mean, 2021 has turned into a bit of, of a, of a disgrace when it came to the quarterback class, but this isn't the 2020 draft class where you've got superstar upon superstar. These guys are good, but they don't have the hype that that some of these previous quarterbacks have had coming into the NFL. I'm sorry. They've had the hype because of who they're compared against, but in relation to coming into the NFL and being the guy, the the Trevor Lawrence's, the Joe Burrows, you know, the Justin Herberts and two is the Jalen Hurts. I mean, I don't necessarily know if any of these guys, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe the top two, maybe Bryce Young is, is, is comparable, but I don't even know if CJ Stroud, and I definitely don't think Anthony Robinson are at the level of those guys. So I think you're high there. Um, I think three and a half is the line, and I would even consider taking the under there. Mm, we need to have a friendly wager on draft night then. We might. I'm going to have to do a little research first, but make sure I'm not going crazy there. But 
hey, that'd be the only thing that Dolphins do in draft night because you don't even have a first round pick. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be, you know, I'll probably keep my phone on uh, on Adam Schefter's alerts just to see if we trade in, but I can't, I don't really see that happening. All right, Alex. Thanks for thanks for uh, hopping on with me, and I'm glad you were able to ask me some uh, challenging questions. So, uh, what would you? So, would you trade me for? So, what would you trade me for? Dylan, I wouldn't trade you for a million dollars, buddy. <laughs> Maybe a Dolphins Super Bowl win. You know that that would start getting we'd start getting into the territory there, but. <laughs>